I'm Brent Musburger. This is your home for the Brian Hanks Show and the VSIN Sports Network. Bet on the Bull, WRNF's Kinston. Welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by our good friends over at Lenore Community College. Today is Thursday, December the 7th, in the year of the Lord, 2023. And you and I are men of a certain generation. When you hear December 7th, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Pearl Harbor. There you go. I wonder, is that being, well, let me tell you, this is uh, hour two of episode 984 of the Brian Hanks Show. If you missed our first hour, you missed a really good first hour with Art Rembert from uh, White Christmas. Uh, you can uh, listen to the replay here at 3 o'clock on 960 Bet on the Bull. You can go to brianhanks.com and listen to it. Uh, but uh, get out and see uh, White Christmas this weekend. Jason Bryant will be there. You might be able to get a, give him a call. You might be able to sit beside him at it. Yep, let's go. He'll share his popcorn with you. They got popcorn? Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely in. Yeah, they got popcorn, dude. They've got uh, candy bars. Uh, you can get uh, my wine. My kids ha- have had enough candy through Christmas parades and <laughs> Halloween. and. But get out there, support that, and uh, I promise you, you will have a good time. And I am a sports fan through and through, but uh, Linda will even tell you. I've had just a blast. Uh, you know, we saw Little Mermaid with yep. Holly Holder. We saw uh, Christmas Carol last year, White Christmas. The Brian yep. Hank Show is a proud sponsor of Good. All those productions, and uh, we we just love it. But uh, hey, enough artsy talk, okay, Jason Bryan? Yep. Let's get down in the in the gravel and in the dirt, and let's talk a little sports. Let's go 10, 15 minutes on your hometown heroes, and I love it. Let's I love do it. some local stuff. I love it. Uh, LCC last night they lost uh, ninety one to eighty three to uh, Sand Hills Community College. Uh, they are now six and three overall. They uh, play at home against Catawba Valley Saturday at three. They did it. Did you hear me talking about what mm-hmm. Linda and I are going to do Saturday? Yeah, double dip. How about that? ECU South Carolina yep. at noon. LCC. Uh, I'd be willing to bet we might be the only people doing that. Oh, I would bet big money on that. <laughs> oh, there you go. But we're going to have fun with that. But ECU taking on South Carolina at noon on Saturday, and then uh, LCC Catawba Valley Saturday at three. Uh, ba 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 ba. Uh, I wanted to ask you this real quick, and this isn't local, but uh, man, a lot of movements in uh, the hot stove league and baseball right now. Do you? How close do you follow? Um, I've read a little bit about it, but I'm not. I don't really get wrapped up until the the uh, the turn of the year. Well, the big one is Juan Soto going from the uh, Padres to the Yankees. That man. that means Otani's not interested in New York. Wow, I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, that's it'd what be that tough means. To- if, if the Yankees are going to spend that kind of money and get Soto there, Otani's not going to be a Yankee, which is great for baseball. It is great for baseball. Where do you see him ending up at? Um, you know what I've read, which he put out early on that whoever he talked to was not to say nothing. He was not going to get into. So there hasn't been a lot, but rumors are Toronto's a big player. That's Toronto. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy, but they're redoing the Rogers Center, yeah. and they're investing tons of money up there. Um, so Toronto, I think El- the Dodgers, I don't know how in the hell they're going to pull that off. Don't they have like a $4 billion, uh, yeah. salary right now? And, um, you know, kind of, kind of interesting, but the Braves are in play for, for some reason. I, I, I mean, their payroll is very low. It is low, but I mean, and don't you have people- your lineup set for the next four or five? Days? When I think about the Braves right now, I think about, very stable franchise that is going to f- yeah. win the NL East. And- but is, isn't that appealing? Oh, heck yeah. So, I don't know. I don't I don't know how much money Otani's going to get. 
Some people were talking about six, seven hundred million dollar contract. <coughs> but <clears throat> I think that's with a healthy Otani on the pitcher's mound and playing. Now, have I not? And I don't heard see it because he's he's had arm issues, and and the word is he won't even pitch at all next year. Wow, because of the arm yep. issues. Yep. Okay. Uh, what is the possibility that he just decides once and for all? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna just focus on being a hitter. You know, I mean, I think he's still I think he's still a four hundred million dollar contract guy. Wow. I do. I mean, that saw a funny video that said Otani can hit, or it can come dead off his bat, and it was a catcher throwing the ball back to the pitcher, and it hit the bat and fell straight down. <laughs> but that's how different of, of a player he is. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean. I don't know. What would be neat? This is what I might like to see is him just declare, hey, I'm going to be a batter. You know, I'm going to be yeah. a hitter. I'm going to play in the field. I'm going to play 150 games a year or whatever, that kind of thing. But, I mean, I don't – and I don't think there's any rules against this because we see field players come in all the time. But what if into his first season for your Atlanta Braves and it gets down in the – you know, or it gets that he's not pitched an inning or one pitch during the whole season. But then they decide to – uh have him uh, pitch a couple of innings in a playoff game. I mean, it's dangerous. That'd be awesome. I mean, he's just as good a pitcher as he is a batter. I mean, yeah. the guy, the guy's got Cy Young winning numbers yeah. if he could stay healthy. So, Danny Rice just said Dodger. No, <laughs> he just came across on mine too. Uh, that's all. I would and I, and Danny, don't get angry when I say this. And I know we're going to be hanging out Sunday or Saturday at the ECU basketball game, but I think that's bad for baseball when you stack all these players on one team. Now, the Dodgers haven't done anything with it. Sorry, Danny, but uh, yeah, I mean that's facts. I mean, yeah, I mean the Braves won one. They the, won, the, and they only won the pandemic World Series, right? They did, but the uh, shortened asterisk. Um, <laughs> but the. Uh, the Braves are in the same boat. I mean, we've been very disappointed in the last two postseasons. So, I mean, are are we built f- to win, you know, 110 games in the regular season and fade out? It looks that way. So, we got to figure it out. I I think the Braves need some dominant pitching. I think the Dodgers do, too. I think their lineups are, are very strong, one through nine. And then I think I think we, have, we both have one really good starting pitcher, and I think we need – we each need two more solid starting pitchers, and I think both of those teams will start winning LCSs and World Series. I believe I that. It doesn't happen, though. And I hate the – don't get it twisted. I hate the Phillies probably more yeah. than any team. I don't like anything in, uh, Philly. Yeah, yeah. I just don't. Yeah. Were you the one that sent me that thing about uh, the Flyers? and the, No, it wasn't well, me. It was somebody else sent me the – then uh, that they and they broke it down the Flyers and the Eagles and the 76ers and everything how they just hate everything Philadelphia. Well, how about that? We've got two. Then who I, who was it that sent me that? But but I do like Jalen Hurts. I I don't know. Okay, I don't know if I like him per se. I respect him. Yeah, and he's um. If you watched it, what really got me and you know I I got family in Alabama, so I'm about Alabama fan. I wasn't. I wasn't mad what they did to him. I think, I think Alabama was trying to win national championships, and they did when they pulled him. But the perseverance that kid showed and went and was still viable yeah. at another school, and then he's a first round draft pick. And what he's done with the Eagles, and I watched the Buffalo game a week ago, which was incredible, by the way. Yeah. But his facial expressions, his demeanor, 
never changed Brian. He was he he didn't get high on the touchdowns. Full as a cucumber. Incomplete passes. He didn't he didn't get down on himself. He went to the bench and he's like, hmm, next next series. And you can't teach that, man. There's quarterbacks. There's great quarterbacks that don't have that. No, no, no. So You're I have. Right. I mean, you look at Mahomes, who, in my opinion, is the best yep. quarterback in the game. But he's emotional, and he yeah. gets out there and you know, oh, rants yeah. and raves, and, and he can get rattled. Yep. But I don't think Jalen Hurts can. I mean, I he's. It. I mean, he's got the MJ kind of yeah. vibe. You remember Michael never when he was on the court till it was over. Yeah. I mean. And when I mean over, I'm talking about game seven of the championship, like not well, game six. He never saw a game seven. But you understand what I'm saying? I do. I do. I do. Yeah. The only time he ever showed any emotion was when he clinched a, a, a NBA title. He didn't show it in conference finals. I mean, he never showed it. I just I'll never forget. And I, I'm sure you're old enough. You remember the shot over Craig Elo, yeah. right? Yep. And I, I wasn't a Jordan fan either, but you had to like that. Okay. All right. That's a nice segue over into NBA uh, our very own Brandon Ingram. Yep. New Orleans Pelicans will be taking on the Lakers tonight in Vegas in the uh, end-season tournament. And you said this in a, a text that you sent me one time when I had Richard on. I'm into it. I didn't think I would be. I thought it was a silly thing for him to do. And I wonder how much of it is because Brandon's in it. Yeah. And, and I'm kind of sold out well, for that's- it now. That's what it is. If Houston was in, you'd feel the same way. But, yeah. but the thing, the point I made is, it's they're they're trying to be viable in typically a um, setting where they weren't viable until Christmas Day. Yeah. No, you're right. You're absolutely no, right. Nobody, nobody that's a casual basketball fan. I'm not saying the NBA enthusiasts like Richard and that watch League Pass. I'm saying that the casual just basketball fan. Um, doesn't watch NBA until Christmas Day yeah. when they have that big slate of games. Then they kind of start getting into it. So this has kind of made them viable. And, um, I mean, the, the talking heads in Vegas and VCN and all the sports um, talk networks have been talking about it. And I think that's the goal, to make them viable to – I mean, they're never going to beat the NFL in ratings. Nobody is. Nobody. But, I mean, they've got their place at the table where they're – being talked about in November and December. So, I I mean, I think it works. I mean, we'll see what the players think about it at the end of the year when they everybody's crying and whining about different stuff. But, yeah. I mean, I think it's good. Well, I want your official predictions. Uh, the end-season semifinals are tonight. <coughs> Excuse me. Bucks Pacers, who you got? Well, I mean, the easy thing to say is Bucks, and the easy thing to say is Lakers over the yeah. Pelicans. But, I mean, Indiana's there for a reason. They just put Boston out. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'd love to see. Okay. I'd love to see Indiana and New Orleans. Would that not be awesome? Yeah. And I'd love to see Brent. i tell you what, and this is what Richard said uh, Tuesday was, again, kind of like how the playoffs did, uh, was it last year or two years ago? My, my brain is so yeah. throttled. Uh, when Brandon really uh, played well in the playoffs, I guess I think it was against the Suns, and yeah. he kind of got out there on the stage. He did it the other night. I yeah. mean, he thirty-eight and six. Yeah, uh, I mean, he was just amazing. But you, you know, know what? I'm not going to get your prediction. How much would you love to see Pacers versus Pelicans? Oh, for this? I, I mean, that's ideal. Yeah. Um, but the thing about Brandon is, is I didn't watch the game because obviously it's late. Yeah. I mean, I didn't either. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But I did watch the nine-minute highlight <laughs> that the NBA put out. Uh huh. I saw Brandon score like three baskets of his yeah. thirty points. Yeah, which tells me that it's not flashy. 
It's not sexy. He's just getting it done. He's the king of the mid-range. He really is. There's not another mid-range. Well, we we knew that when he was at Kinston High. Yeah, yeah. And we told him. We told him. said, man, if you can live right there at the elbow and that mid-range jump shot, you'll make money for a long time. Nobody takes it anymore. Nope. We were talking about that last night at the, at the LCC game, and I know LCC is yeah. several. It's a couple of levels below yep. the NBA. I don't know if you know that or not, but I mean they they play hard and all that. It's I'm not dissing them or anything, but it's either a three pointer or a layup. Three yep. pointer. Nobody takes yep. that sixteen and if foot you get, shot. If you can get that guy on your hip, yeah, from the three point line and drive halfway in, mm-hmm. pull up, shoot it, and that's where he's making his living at. Well, especially when I, I he's got the it. wing range of a seven yeah. foot four guy, you know. I mean, when he lifts up to shoot that jumper, yep. ain't nobody blocking no. that unless you're win by Yana. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's um no, hey, I don't care if nobody else does it. He's great at it. Yeah, well, put that then. I kind of man, I just don't want it to be Milwaukee. I don't want it to be Bucks Lakers. Which I don't want it to be Lakers anything. Yeah, I know. I hate the Lakers too, dude. Okay, uh, let's talk uh, local teams here. Uh, Kinston, uh, both teams are three and two. They are at West Carteret Friday night. North of North, I do want to thank, uh, like I said, Howard Woolley and uh, Copperhead, who both uh, responded to my text messages this morning. The boys and girls both lost last night. In fact, all three teams, JV uh, boys, lost last night at Southwest Edgecombe. Uh, the boys are now two and three. The girls are three and two, and they are at Green Central Friday. And I know I, I hope, but I've not had a chance to talk to you about this. It, we'll take thirty seconds. I just it was so refreshing Monday night yep. at uh, Menji's Coliseum. Yep, there were about seventy five. I, I, I would awesome, estimate seventy five awesome or eighty show, people from awesome show for North and Orbit. It yeah. just goes to, um, you know, reaffirm what Ashani meant to yeah. North and North High School, and it's just great story dude you talk about Jalen Hurts she's got that she I don't think she smiled the whole time yeah. but she didn't get mad the whole time she just gets out on the court she does yeah. her business and had a really good game nine points seven rebounds three assists in that game yep. uh, even though they lost uh good job by her and I'm really thinking about when they when Eastern Shore plays at North Carolina Central this year I'm thinking about trying that's to, cool to go to that game yep. and, uh, and do the same thing. So, anyway, uh, North Lenore, uh, like I said, swept last night at Southwest Edgecombe. South Lenore, uh, they were swept last night at Dixon. The boys are now 1-5 after a 68-59 loss. The girls, man, a tough, tough loss for uh, South Lenore girls last night. 26-25. to They lose uh, or they fall to 2-5. and And I don't think Coach minds me uh, reading this here. He said, uh, morning, Mr. Hanks, we lost 26-25. Cold shooting and attitudes are what did us in. Yeah, was, they got to figure it out. It's a new coaching staff on both sides, yep. boys and girls, so they'll figure it out. They're, it's growing pains. It absolutely is. He said, because <laughs> I said to him, uh, you know, thank you. Uh, I know you're going to work it out of him. And he said, oh, yeah, I'm going to change the culture, even if that means I lose my best players and lose every game. Yep, that's it. Got to respect that. That's where yeah. you start out, yep. I love it. I love it. So, that was South and Parity Cat, or South and there at home against Aiden Grifton on Friday. Parrot Academy, they were off last night. The boys are 2-3. and three. The girls are 0-5. They are home uh, today against Wilson Christian. Bethel Christian Academy, the boys are 2-4. and four. The girls are 0-3. They're home versus, uh, how do you say this? G-R-A-M-E-R-C-Y. Gramercy? <laughs> oh, I, I thought you might know. Uh, they're, they're out of Newport, but Gramercy? Something like that. Hey, baby. Hey, she's marrying me. Did you know that? I can't figure it out. <laughs> we got y'all's uh, your card back yesterday, your RSVP yep. back yesterday. Cool. Uh, it's on the counter, baby. 
Okay. Green Central, both teams are one and three. They host North Lenore tomorrow. Uh, Aiden Grifton, uh, I don't know. Did you get a chance to hear uh, Coach Moy yesterday? Very good interview yesterday. Uh, he was very energetic. Very on. They won last night, so whew, I get worried when I Who have coaches beat on here. Uh, Eastern Wayne, good, a good Eastern Wayne team. I think yep. Eastern Wayne was three and one going into that, and the Chargers are now five and zero. Oh. Uh, they won sixty four to fifty nine. I'm pulling for them to go undefeated and beat Farmville twice. That's going to be tough. Have you seen a couple oh, of Farvels? No, 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 no. And I agree with you. I agree. I and I know what you're I have and don't even care. Dude, they beat uh, Conley. I should look it up, but the varsity beat him 82 to 15. That's not sexy to me at all. It's not. Well, I don't know if it was, sexy is a weird word to use. I know I use it way too much myself, but just uh, that's just 82 to 15. And I guarantee you they full court pressed the whole time. Yeah, they probably did. All right, move on before I say something. Like <laughs> before you, Aiden Grifton, the boys, 5-0 <laughs> and after a 64-59 to win at Eastern Wayne. The Aiden Grifton uh, girls, unfortunately, are 0-5. They lost 56-13 to last night at uh, Eastern Wayne, and both the teams will be at South Lenore Friday night. Jones Sr., uh, the boys and girls, 4-1. and one, uh, The Good. boys, the girls, 1-4. and four, But they played at North Duplin last night, no result. Uh, they are home versus – I couldn't find a result. When I say no result, I couldn't find a result yeah. on it. And uh, they're home versus Union on Thursday. And uh, I just wanted to get a – I don't know how, how well or if you ever met uh, Coach Greg Hampton. I did not. But I listened to it, and I feel – I, f- I feel the uh, remorse in, in your voice through your interview the other day, so I can tell how much he meant to everybody. So, yeah, Good man. It's a shame. Good man. And uh, well, I still haven't seen – have you seen anywhere uh, a funeral service? Because um, I have not. I saw something this morning. I'll, I'll look for it, but I don't okay. think it was – I hope they have it at Jones Senior, which I think would absolutely make sense, and I bet they do, but uh, – and again, as I've said all week long, as soon as we find out, I will get it out there on my yeah, social media. Yeah, I'm looking media. now. Why, good, good, why good. Are you we'll get it out here on the show. Good. Well, I'll do it. Hometown Heroes. We've talked about Brandon and the New Orleans Pelicans. They play the Lakers tonight in the end season tournament final, semifinals. Uh, Reggie Bullock Jr. and the Houston Rockets last night, uh, they defeated OKC 110 to 101. Reggie came off the bench. He played six minutes and uh, scored three points in that game. Uh, Damian Dunn and the sixth ranked Houston Cougars. They are now nine and zero. They beat Rice last night, seventy five to thirty nine. Uh, Damian came off the bench. He scored uh, ten points, had three rebounds and a steal in twenty four minutes. They are home versus Jackson State on Saturday. Dontre Styles and Georgetown. They are five and three, and they play Saturday. Uh, they'll take on Syracuse. That game is going to be on national television on uh, Fox. I'll be recording that since I'll be at ECU yeah, for I that. I can't wait to watch that game. Oh, I know. That's going to be a lot of fun, man. Uh, how happy are you for Trez? And I know how close you and no, your family great. are to Trez. I'm all over Trez. I mean, it's great. Yeah. yeah. I, it's just been it's been refreshing to see what he's done there. Yeah, I don't think they're that good. I don't think Georgia – I think when all is no. said and done, they're going to probably win 10 or 11 games. But – it's it's just been really good to see Trez with a smile, and he did. Now he will smile. He'll get out on the court and he'll smile. It's been good to see him uh, have a good season. We need to get him here on the show too uh, sometime in the next couple. Oh, weeks. absolutely. Jerry Stackhouse and Vanderbilt they lost last night. I got to tell you, he did such a great job last year. Stack did with that Vanderbilt team, and yep. uh, what beat Kentucky twice, beat him mm-hmm. in the uh, SEC tournament. And he and I'd heard they would graduated a lot of players. He had gotten some players in via the uh, portal, uh, port, through the portal. 
uh, four and five right now, dude. And they lost last night at home to San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, 73 to 60. Wasn't even, even that know. close of a game. Yeah, I know. They are uh, off now, though, uh, for the next nine days. They will be back at home uh, versus Texas Tech on Saturday, December the 16th. How about our uh, our three guys from our neighbor, Isaac, uh, Jer- Isaac Parson, Jeremy Dixon, Amaji Dodd of Winston-Salem State. They are 5-3, and three, and they play at Bluefield State University in West Virginia today. So when we have TGIF with IP tomorrow, I don't know. Will he be – you think that they've got to spend the night. They're not going to try to drive back. I don't know. I mean, that's it. that's would be my first question to ask him in the morning. Yeah. Oh, I definitely will. Hey, you know who else is on the show tomorrow, right? Who? Quentin Copels. You did tell me that. Yeah. Uh, Quentin's going to be on the that's show awesome. tomorrow to talk uh, CFP and uh, NFL – so looking forward to that. Uh, Ashanti Lynch, uh, they are at home against Fairley Dixon Saturday at 2 o'clock. Uh, Dante Ellis of uh, Pitt Community College, uh, they won last night 85-56. to 56. Uh, They broke a seven-game losing streak Pitt Community College did against Johnston Community College, and then they are at Fayetteville Tech Friday at 7. And I don't know if I told you this or not, but Mir Mir Moore is, uh, has an injury. Injury, yeah. yeah. And, uh, as soon as he gets back, we'll give you updates on him, too. And, and I've put this out there, and I'm saying this to you, Jason Bryant, and I'm saying this to people who are listening. If we've got other players that are uh, playing college basketball somewhere, let us know because we'd like to uh, include them in our hometown heroes every day here on the Brian Hanks Show. Okay. Tell you what, let's uh, let's get an ad in here real quick. Get an ad in here, and then we're going to play my game. Yes, we are. Let me thank uh, – I'll tell you what, let's thank a Rendell Parrot Academy. They are the largest independent non-sectarian college prep school in the region, located on a beautiful 80-acre campus in Kinston, Parrot Academy draws students from all over eastern North Carolina, including Kinston, Snow Hill, Greenville, Newburn, Maysville, Trenton, Pollocksville, Goldsboro, Jacksonville, Wilson. In fact, if you are listening to this show right now on Terrestrial Radio, and I sent you the text yesterday, John Dawson had to work in Smithfield yesterday. Mm-hmm. Said yeah. the signal was as crisp and clean as yeah. if he was sitting outside uh, the, the tower. Oh, it gets out there. How awesome is that, dude? Yep. Well, an hour away from here, and the uh, signal is crisp uh, mm-hmm. all the way up there. But if you are listening to this over terrestrial radio right now, uh, listening to the Brian Hank Show, you can send your child to Arundel Parrot Academy. APA students receive acceptances from colleges and universities across the country and around the world. Give them a call at 252-522-4222 or visit their beautiful campus at 1901 Dobbs Farm Road in Kenson. Go go ask for David Moody, right? Go ask for him. Yep, and tell him you heard about us uh, on the Brian. You heard about Parrot Academy here on the Brian Hank Show. Okay. Hey, thank you again. All our day one sponsors. Love, love, love every one of them. UNC Lenore Healthcare, Lenore Community College, GoEco Office Automation, Spence Automotive, Woman and Life Parrot Academy, then all our other sponsors that Jason worked so hard on to uh, get to be a part of the Brian Hanks show Friday night football coverage of basketball coverage that's beginning in January down East protection systems, King's restaurant, the Kenston police department, elite land management, Davis wholesale tire mills, international real discount drugs, Lenore County public schools, Lenore tire and appliance and the down East wood ducks. We really do appreciate every single one of our sponsors. Let's play a game, Jason Bryant. All right. So let's start the conversation by just me asking you this question. Okay, is it Florida State that's undefeated in a Power 5 conference that deserves to be in, or is it any team that wins the ACC and goes undefeated should be in? I think it's any team. Or is it just Florida State? Nope, I think it's any team. I think if Virginia, just which would never have, but if Virginia had gone 13-0, 
won the ACC championship over Florida State or whoever, Virginia should be in the CFP. Well, then, my friend, you would have – I'm glad you did that because okay. you're just feeding into me. Okay. Then you would have an argument because UVA it has the ninth hardest schedule in the country. Virginia. That would, that would be justified. My Cavaliers. That would be justified in my opinion. Okay. So I'm, so what, I'm about, add, what about Duke? Hold on. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm going to ask you some schools. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So Arizona State, if they win if they win the Pac-12 undefeated, are they in the college football playoff? This year because there will be no Pac-12 next year. But you understand. Yes, we're talking about it, right now. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, if they're a power five. Now, if there's no – okay, can I add a caveat? Mm-hmm. May I add a caveat? Mm-hmm. If there are three undefeated schools – same then, scenario yes. that we're in right now. Okay. I, I'm not so – because of her six undefeated Power 5 schools, right. which really couldn't happen because you have a conference <laughs> tournament. But uh, if they're five, let's say five. There's five Well, there power can't be five. six Power 5 schools because there's only a Power 5. There so you go. Whatever. But let's say there were five Power yeah. 5 schools, and I yeah. think you have an argument. Uh, the fifth one, whoever right. is considered the worst of the Power I'm 5. I'm saying in this – In this scenario. My point that I'm making – Arizona State, yes. They, they would be in over Washington is what you're saying. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Because right. yeah. Yep. I, right, but I'm just hypothetically speaking, if if that school were to be undefeated, would they get in over a one loss Alabama is what I'm is Yes, is, yes sir, is my no point. hesitation. Okay. Good. Because Arizona State had the hardest schedule in the country. Arizona State? Yes. All right. So according to according to the that. strength of schedule. You could have given me multiple choice on that, Jason, and I wouldn't have gotten it. No, that. I, I understand. Okay. Um, so I'm going to ask you, uh, oh, let me prove my point. Uh, Vanderbilt, they go undefeated in the SEC. <laughs> Vanderbilt goes undefeated in the SEC. Did they knock out a, a one-loss Alabama? Well, they would have had to have beaten Alabama in the championship. So, yes, Vanderbilt would be. But my point is their schedule is 23rd. Wow. Hardest in the Vanderbilt. country. Vanderbilt. Yep. Uh. Um, what's Carolina's strength schedule? I'm, Just I'm getting there. And giggles, I'm okay. getting there. West Virginia wins the Big Twelve, goes undefeated. They in? Absolutely. Strength of schedule. Uh, forty. Okay. Georgia forty-five. By the way. Ugh. Um, Duke was fifty. Okay. Wake Forest fifty-two. Yeah. Florida State fifty-five. See where I'm going with wow. this? Wow. Okay. Out of all the Power Five schools, Boston College, Syracuse, Virginia Tech are 67, 68, 69 strength of schedule. Okay. That's the bottom of all Power Five schools. The only the only worst strength of schedule goes, you know, the other conferences. Um and Florida State's at fifty five. That's where my that's where my problem is. But they played okay, I can and I can appreciate that. Hear me. I can appreciate that. But they played the team. This schedule for Florida State was set, what, three, four, five years ago probably? They played the teams that were in front of them, Jason, but, and they beat every one of but them. But based on this, playing a 55-strength schedule, that doesn't make them better than than other teams. But they did what they were supposed to do. No, they, they won. Yeah. They, they won every game in front Brian. of them. They should have the opportunity to play in the CFP. And if they got beat by 21 points by Michigan, then 
they got then they got beat. Is by it 21 the most deserving or the best teams? It's the best teams. I agree with that. That's right. Yeah. And and oh God, I hate Alabama so much. No, but but what is the argument? But but why is everybody beating up Alabama? Texas is a one loss team as well. If Georgia would have beat Bama and Texas is now. You understand? Yeah. If Georgia beats Bama, then it's Georgia. Well, Georgia would have been. Hold on. Yeah. But then it's Georgia, Michigan, Washington. You still put Florida State over Texas? Heck yeah. Florida State is undefeated. Texas lost a game. Absolutely, positively. No. And then we would have four undefeated. Ha- and then we would have four undefeated teams in the college football playoff. Texas is the number two team in, based on strength of schedule. They had the second hardest schedule in the country I, I and i can appreciate that but did they did they go 13 and 0 no they did not who'd they lose to oklahoma where's oklahoma they're a top 25 team they should never have lost to oklahoma thank I, you baby i don't disagree with that but they're still a power five conference champion and to say and they played the second hardest schedule in the country but they lost a game jason Brian, you just what you said about Arizona State. They played the hardest schedule, which I had never guessed that. What did they finish? Arizona know. State. I mean, they get sub five hundred. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Virginia. You said the ninth hardest schedule. Yeah. Did sub they have the hardest schedule in the ACC then? Yes. Virginia, yeah. my Wahoos. I did. It's wow. not even, and it's not even close. Um, well, we played Tennessee in the. Uh, the next was Clemson, twenty eighth. Wow. Well, but see, here's my point, and I'm an ACC guy through and through. Like, there's no denying that I have family in Alabama. I tend to pay attention to Alabama football. I like to see them do well. I'm not a diehard Alabama football fan. I like to see Georgia do well. I mean, I really do. But my my point is, it's not going to get any better. No. If you had the top twelve, if we did a twelve team playoff today based on the top twelve teams. Do you know that only the ace, only Florida State, only Florida State would be in the top 12 versus the rest of them in next year's conference alignment will be, it'll be all Big Ten and all SEC. Look it up. No, I saw it. So the ACC, the ACC is in a, has a bigger problem and it's the value of the conference in the landscape of college football. That's what the real issue here is. You can say it's undervalued. It's not very good. Yeah, it's not very good. The argument is, uh, well, the ACC was six and four against the SEC. Okay, who did we yeah, beat? Exactly. Hold on, look at the no, six no, no, wins. Right. Clemson beat South Carolina. Florida State beat Florida. Yeah, they also beat LSU. The LSU win's a good win, in my opinion. The other one was Wake Forest over Vanderbilt. Hold on, then what were the other two? I I can't remember, but they don't jump out at you, so it couldn't have been. Like national well, Virginia headline. lost to Tennessee, so I know that's one of the losses for sure. I uh, but I mean, my point is, is the ACC has not done what they needed to do to be relevant in college football. They should, they should have been proactive and gone after somebody because now, I mean, they're they're the bottom Power Five conference in my opinion. How I agree with you. I agree with you. How long before Florida? I mean, Florida State's already been rattling their sabers. Look, the ACC, the ACC. As much as I'm bashing them, they did a great job in the bylaws when they saw this coming. There's a $200 million buyout 
if you leave the ACC. That's why Clemson hadn't left. Yeah. That's why Florida State hadn't left. And it's hurt both of them schools. Yeah. Uh, Keith King chimes in. He said Carolina beat South Carolina. Okay. So there you go. There's one of the uh, – So that's five five of the four yeah. wins. Yeah. Does wow. any of them jump out at you other than LSU win? No. 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 Uh, you're right. You're right. I still and, – and, I again, I, and I'm not using the deserve – that they deserved it argument here, Jason. I just think if you will, you go 13-0, they beat every team put in front of them. They should be in it. Uh, and and – I wouldn't even have an argument with, yes, Texas beat Alabama. I wouldn't even have an argument with if it was uh, uh, Michigan, Washington, Florida State, Alabama. Or because a one-loss team should not be ahead of a Power 5 undefeated team, dude. You know, in my opinion. That, and that's my opinion. Of course, it didn't count. It didn't matter or anything. Well, I mean. It just, I thought they were gutless. I thought the. The ACC is weak. The, the ACC is weak. But I thought that the selection committee. And yes, Greg Clemens, if you're listening, Boo Corrigan should have walked out of that room when they when they insisted on an SEC team being. Well, here's he, here's the thing, okay. When Jordan Travis got hurt two two weeks ago, Okay. They shouldn't have dropped out of the top four at that point. They shouldn't have. Because you needed to see what Florida State was going to be with their backup quarterback. But when they didn't when they didn't hold serve and they took a step back, the college football playoff should have dropped them out of the top four going into championship week. Then it would have been transparent. Expectations wouldn't have been. But for them to win, the way it looks, yeah, it's terrible what they did. But in my opinion, Florida State should have dropped out of the top four after the uh, Florida game because we saw that would have been – my point is that would have been the week to give them the benefit of the doubt and leave them there. But once you saw who they were and they weren't the same team with Jordan Travis, which everybody knows they're not, he's a Heisman Trophy. In my eyes, he was a Heisman Trophy candidate, and if he'd have continued, he'd he'd have been close. Don't think he would have won, but I think he'd have been there. But that's how valuable that guy is. I mean, if you take if you take the kid off of Michigan or or the kid from Washington or or the, or the guy from Alabama or Georgia's quarterback, it's the same thing. They would not they wouldn't be the same team. And I just don't think they're one of the top four, the best four. I don't think they're better than Georgia. I think they got a courtesy vote to keep them at five over Georgia six. Georgia's better than Florida State. Come on. But we don't know until we see them on the field against each other. Here's okay. Your argument about and and it's my turn. I let you go for about two and a half minutes there. Let me counter. Let me counter. What about the Alabama Auburn game? Alabama lost that game essentially. Ooh, I love this. Keep going. I'm getting ready. They did. I'm getting ready to nail you. Go ahead. Okay. (laughs) Ooh, baby. Uh, Alabama essentially lost that game to Auburn. Uh, Fourth and goal from the 31. No time left. They should have lost that game. They're a two-loss team. We're not even talking about Alabama now. And okay. now they get to play in the CFP. Florida or Florida State didn't have a game like that. Can't have it both ways. Based on your theory and your explanation, they beat the team that was in front of them. It doesn't It doesn't say loss in the column in the Auburn game. It says W. But if you're using the argument, and this is what I'm saying to you, I love this, dude. I love you, man. For people who think he and I are fighting, we're no, not we're fighting. Not. We're going to hug it out yeah. after. 
But for people, for people to say, well, the way Florida State played against Florida and even against Louisville in the ACC championship, no offense, blah, blah, blah. Alabama had lost the game against Auburn. So if you're using – what I'm saying, if you're using the argument of how bad the offense looked for the Seminoles against uh, the Gators and against the Cardinals, then mm-hmm. you're talking out of both sides of your mouth when you say, well, what about Alabama against Auburn? They think, should have lost that game. Do you or do you not agree with that? I agree. Yeah. But I, I think we're both talking out of both sides of our okay. mouth because I can turn around and say, but they beat who they, they said they were, which yeah. is your argument. You're right. So I I don't know. I'm not pleased with it, and and I'm, well, I'm not happy for the kids and the coach from Florida State because I think yeah. he's done a great job. But the thing that kept jumping out at me is 55th. I mean, I proved it. Yeah, Virginia is ninth. The next highest in the country as far as strength of schedule is Florida State at 28. So we're all in between 28 and 60. The whole ACC, for all intents and purposes, is between 28 and 60. What I say, sixty four? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, except for Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, what does that say about the ACC? I think it says. Well, I don't even think anybody will argue that the ACC Let's is get, a weak football. We need David Glenn right on here. I want his opinion. You want me to try to get him on next Thursday? We can. Okay. I will. I will. We'll, we'll, we'll I mean, I think we that. need his opinion. I would love to have his opinion. You know how much you know. Yeah. You and I are. Well, we're, we're, I was talking about being a fanboy of Art Rembert in the first hour. I think I can speak for you when I say we're both fanboys of David Glenn, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Very good. Okay, well. So, one more. It's got to be quick. we got about two minutes. One more that's funny. Hang okay. on. Where's it at? Where'd it go? God, I lost it, Brian. Go ahead. No, it's all good. It's all good. Listen, uh, we are going to get John and Jonathan in here. We're going to play the birthday game. We will. Uh, we will wrap up. This Thursday, December. Say anything you want to say before I get uh, the boys in here. No, I was trying to. I was trying to ask you. Oh, here you go. ECU. Oh lord. What was your strength of schedule for ECU? Uh huh. Well, they played Michigan. Um, so I mean, uh, they played the number one team. So you got to think that's got to pick it up. So if I had to guess, seventy fifth, seventy four. Ha! Hey, I'm pretty proud of myself but, I mean, on that one, dude. Yeah. But I mean, see. I mean, they're only – You take Michigan out of it, what would their strength of schedule be? Yeah. In the hundreds. I guarantee you it would probably be 105. <laughs> who's the, who's last? I'm just for – I'm curious. Who was the very worst strength of schedule in – EMU, was that Eastern Michigan? Eastern Michigan, yeah. Liberty, 132nd for all those that think they should be in. <laughs> How many are there, 133? Yeah, and they were 132. <laughs> so, see, see, see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's all it's all Sun Belt American Conference USA, you know the bottom. Yeah, which we know that the, the thing that shocks me is, you know, Boston College and ACC is like they're at the bottom of Power Five at sixty nine. Then you got Maryland, Wisconsin, both Big Ten schools, sixty six, sixty five, um, undefeated Notre Dame this year. Are they in the playoff. Well, they played Southern Cal, which wasn't that big. I'm trying to think of their non-conference schedule. If they're undefeated, yeah. What do you have them? 63rd. That can't happen. Notre Dame. That can't happen. That's crazy. All right. Thank you so much, dude. I'm done. Thank you. Let's get uh, John and Jonathan in here. Let's play the birthday game. We'll wrap up this Thursday, December 7th edition of the Brian Hanks Show right after that. Today is Thursday, December the 7th in the year of reward 2023. Time to play the birthday game. Man, an amazing game yesterday, John Dawson. You were down two to nothing. We already had you buried 
I had the, uh, the, the thing ready to go for uh, Jonathan Massey to have a perfect game. Uh-huh. And you rally back. You don't just make it two to one. You just don't make it two to two. You rallied all the way back and made it three to two and won yesterday's birthday game. This is not your dad's uh, John Dawson playing uh, the, the birthday game. I don't know what that means, but I mean, I'm just so used to you losing. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you did, dude. In the first three years of the birthday game, I think you probably it was like 19 to five or something like that, or uh, more than that, probably like 30 to six or. 28 to 8, something like that. And this past year, you've done it. You, you did pretty good, dude. You've won the like You're the defending, two months defending champion. Well, switching jobs will do that to you sometimes. Let's their old brain unknot. I guess it will. I guess it will. What is your excuse over there? Donald and he's Massey? got a kid now, so he's got a little that stank on him. So it's kind oh. of a combination of the two. Oh, there you go. New job, John. and uh, New kid. Yeah, new kid, John. Marlon Olsen over well, there. Well, she ain't that young now. I mean, she ain't that good. God. They're wow. harder to deal with at this age than they are when they're babies. Oh, is yeah, that she, true? Oh, yeah. She was a very agreeable baby. Yeah. As a two-year-old, not so much. What do you mean? Give me give me an example. Oh, she wants to eat all your food and none of hers. Oh, yeah. You um, told me that before when we were all she, there. What is it? No. Tell, tell him. No. Tell him what it is she says. Uh, bite. Bite. <laughs> yeah. And you say no. Uh, what am I? I'm not a monster. If she's got food of her own and you've got food of your own, tell her to eat her food. I tried. Mm-hmm. John. How did that go when you tried? I was I was forced out of half of my food. <laughs> Which, that's Saturday that's why you lost so much weight. <laughs> yeah. And I'm a slave to a two-year-old, I suppose. Yeah, well, there are worse but, things to be slaves to, I guess, you know. Well, um, but no, I mean... For the most part, it's a fun age, but yeah, they're 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 tough. They uh, they like to to learn from their mistakes and not from your instruction. I got you know nineteen and thirteen, and thirteen year old still you know is very huggy and how you doing in the nineteen year old. It's it's an Antarctic breeze, Brian. A little surly, huh? Well, not surly. It's just. Uh, <laughs> Kind of the attitude of, you know, everybody loves cats because cats just kind of sit over there and don't acknowledge your existence. Yeah. That kind of thing. It's We've got to tell everybody. So, you know, I thought she had her 20th birthday. No. <laughs> so, uh, she's only 19 then. That's correct. Yeah. I felt bad about that. Didn't you say I even almost had you convinced that she was 20? No, I just didn't want to stop the show. Oh, okay. I figured it'd be funnier if I told you after you did it. I cannot. I even put. Did you see the card I gave her? Yeah. Well, I, I handed it to her. Uh huh. And the next day, I said, "Did you did you contact Brian and Linda?" And he said, "She said yes." And all I heard was, "She said she did." In the card, though, I put "Happy 20th Birthday." Ah. She didn't say anything about that. That's why I'm telling you. If a bomb went off, she wouldn't tell me. <laughs> I was convinced. It's just I can't do math, but you had up on Facebook 10 years ago, and I don't know why, and I think it even said. Uh, or no, you the said, memory said nine years ago, and it said happy 1-0, kiddo. So 1-0 oh. is 10 plus 9 would give you your 19. You told me there would not be any math, okay? Well, well. <sighs> That's what it was. Yeah, happy. Yeah, I don't. Somehow I got it mixed up that. That picture was from 10 years ago. Well, tell her I'm going to take back the gift then, since she wasn't actually 20, okay? I thought uh, she probably it'll build character. <laughs> it'll build character. Yeah. yeah, I'm not so sure about that. Anyway, uh, well, what do y'all say we play the birthday game? 
I thought we were done. No, 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 man. We just got started. Oh. Uh, man, lots of local birthdays today, too. Uh, lots of local birthdays. But eh. uh, just to save you time, no, I don't know them. Okay. Ah. Well, you know one. Yeah, you know a couple of them. I'm sure you know a couple of them. Anyway, tell us about uh, Goeco Office Automation, the title sponsor of this here, Brian Hank, or this here birthday game. Now, Goeco Office Automation, that's something I do know. That is run by Jacques Passeleg. And even though you've seen posts on social media of Jacques hanging out with Brian, that's a make-a-wish thing. Jacques just don't just, you know, ignore it. Don't take it. Make, make it too Wait, sick. what? Anyway, uh, they sponsor this uh, segment of the show. And if you would like your uh, profits to soar as high as Brian Hanks' cable bill, I don't know. Cholesterol. Uh, chole- well, I started to say cholesterol, but I thought that was a little morbid. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. At his age, just fine. Okay. Back to you, Brian. The fact that I'm even still alive is... Uh, is if he a, slams is on brakes, uh, imaging cholesterol of him slams onto his windshield. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, Goeco will... Uh, you go see those folks, and you'll be making more money than you can count. Back to you, Brian. I like it. If we want to get a hold of uh, Jacques Passeleg over there, John... Dal- uh, John uh, what's your name? Jonathan Massey, then. Uh, <laughs> how do we do it? Well, you pick up the phone, the phone. and you dial 252-252-286-286-53-53-54. Or you can visit his website at goeconc.com. What is goeco.com? Or bucklesberry.com. That's right. Well, I got to tell you, I'm glad it worked out this way that you get to be the first one. We've got a, uh, one, two musicians to start off the uh, birthday game here, uh, John Dawson. Boo. <laughs> He's the bass player and co-founder of this band. You would never, Jonathan Massey. If I gave you multiple choice, you wouldn't get this. But John Dawson, a little surprised. Uh, don't they have a bigger hit than this? Probably, but there's a reason why I'm playing this. I can't, I can't play it. Okay, hold on. Let's get to the chorus here. Oh, pretty in pink. That's uh, it's not orchestral maneuvers in the dark. Is it echo into bunny? Uh, you're not. You're right in the right genre. Uh, violent? No, it's not the violent fins. Psychedelic furs. The psychedelic furs, indeed. That's who it is. I, I, I'm positive I've never asked you about them. Psychedelic furs. What I know about them, I like them. When I was in college, there was a, a guy I had a few classes with. I can't remember his name. But he uh, he and I both loved to go to CD Alley. We hated being in college, but we loved going to CD Alley. And he would always look for... Uh, he couldn't even say psychedelic. He would call them, I think he called them psychedelic furs, and I kept saying, dude, it's psychedelic. <laughs> and as I remember now, the guy had kind of a, a B.O. that would knock a buzzard off of a garbage wagon. But anyway, that's my memory. Knock of psychedelic a buzzard furs. off a garbage well, wagon. Well, I had to clean that up. I like, no, I wouldn't. Yeah. That's some slamming, and I thought it was funny. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the bass player co-founder, Tim Butler. Mm-hmm. Today is Tim Butler's birthday from the psychedelic furs. 66. You say 66. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? Have you ever heard of the psychedelic first? No. I say I did. I knew. If I'd have given you multiple choice, and I probably would have done OEM as one of the guesses. If but, you leave. Yeah. Psychedelic furs were more of a British thing. They got played on 120 minutes over here in college radio, but that's about it. Yeah. He said, said 66. 66. What do you say? 65. <laughs> 
Congratulations, Jonathan Massey. You got it right on the nose. Tim Butler is 65 years old today, born December the 7th in the year of our Lord, 1958. So uh, that was very good. We got another one here. Uh, she's a former lead singer of this band. Is this a band or like a vocal group? I think it's a band. I know you remember this song. You have to remember this song. You don't have to, I guess. This 80s ballad goo. This is her singing. Two of us together. I can't hear her. What's wrong over there, Jonathan Massey? Whatever's going on over there is unsettling. The band was Atlantic Star. You do not remember Atlantic Star. I remember Atlantic Star, but I... This was their biggest song, uh, Secret Lovers. Secret Lovers. Did she break off and go gospel or something? (laughs) Her name is Barbara Weathers. How in the world? You're absolutely right. Okay, hold on, chorus. Same chorus of every 80s ballad. Uh, Same drum feel going into it. The same awful icy keyboard sound. Every one of them. Barbara Weathers over there, uh, Jonathan Massey. How old is she today? 65. You say 65? What? You thought I was doing the, which I wish I would have now. She's not 65. How old is she, John Dawson? 64. You are closer. She was born. Uh, how about this? This song came out in 1981. She was born December 7th, 1963. She was only 18 when this came out. I mean, that's, I just think, that's, that's not beyond the pale. That's not, but I mean, still, that's, uh, I'm just disappointed. That's our last musical hint of the day. Oh. You're the one that should like it, John Dawson. It, it usually helps you. What? Well, not this. I mean, this is awful. Uh, this is not awful. This is good. It's fine. It's just kind of, ugh. There you go. 80s okay. Goo. It goes back to you. It's tied one to one. Goes back to you, John Dawson. I, I, this is all I have to say. I can't wait to see what your guess is. One of the greatest catchers in Major League Baseball history. Johnny Bench. Ding, ding, ding. That's all I had to say. The great Johnny Bench of the Cincinnati Reds played his entire career. For the Reds. and Sold uh, a lot of Krylon. Sold a lot of Krylon. Had a Saturday morning TV show. Yes, he did. Johnny Bench, how old is he today? You want me to give you the 70, years that he played 77. For? You want, 77. Uh, you say 77. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? Yeah, I'll take those years. <laughs> nah, 78. Ah. <sighs> If you'd have gone the other direction, you got it perfect. He was born December 7th, 1947. Good guess there, dude. He played from 67 to 83. As soon as you were about to give me another chance, I'm like, he's going to get it based on me stumbling one too many. Well, no, you got it. Uh, you're a one away, so you lead two to one. But he played for the Reds from 67 to 83, so he broke in as a 20-year-old, which is pretty good, which is hard mm-hmm. to do back in those days. It really mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, uh Probably, he's definitely my top five favorite athletes of all time. He wore number 33 for the Boston Celtics. It's Larry the Great Bird. White Hope. 
There you go. Well, I don't hick know from that. Lizard Lick. The hick from Lizard Lick or uh, French, French Lick. Lick. Whatever. Lizard Lick is up in uh, Johnson County, yes. right? Yeah. Uh, Larry Bird, uh, how old is he today over there, Jonathan Massey? You Let's trail see. two to one. You got to get this to stop him from uh, winning today. What year was he drafted? 79. Eight, 79. Yep. Greatest trash talker in the history of the NBA. Yeah. Tells the guy, I'm going to take that shot from right over there. So Dominique Wilkins that. And I'm going to hit it. That's what he said. You ever heard uh The funniest say, thing he ever said, he <laughs> they beat somebody's brains out. And he, I don't know if it was the Pistons. He Was, was he talking to Isaiah Thomas? And he said, you guys disrespected me tonight. And he said, why is that? He said, you let the white guy try to guard me. I think it was the Pistons, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's funny, but uh, have you ever heard what Cedric Maxwell or Kenston's own Cedric Maxwell said about him? I can't remember. Said that he knew, it was like he knew, he, this guy's just overrated. I mean, kind of like what Jonathan said, he's a great white hope, all this. Yeah. yeah very first practice in a high school gym in Boston. And said, uh, and I, you need to watch. Uh, all you got to do is YouTube it. And well, I've, I've seen twenty yeah. of them. Yeah. And Cedric said, uh, I don't care what color of skin he is. He's the best basketball player I ever played with. How about he was, that? He was definitely the best until MJ came along. Yeah. Yeah. I would say. Eh, I don't know. I we Richard and I, Richard Clark and I, we've done our list of players, and I'm the biggest Larry Bird fan. You know, probably he's top ten. He's probably number eight all time. Number seven, number eight all time. I put Magic Johnson ahead of him. Tell you the truth, well, I just factor in some of the stuff. I mean, the, what the, the passes the guy could make, yeah. his 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 mind for the game. I don't, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Doctor J was my favorite along that time, but I, looking back, I have to give Larry some yeah. respect. And this isn't a knock on Larry. As he got older, he just couldn't move yeah. the way he used to, so he had well, to get because he th- yeah, because he threw his body at every single play. I mean, how many? He also a, threw a ball at Bill Lambeer. So, and I have no problem with that one. So, I haven't coughed all week, all week, not all day, all week. And get you people in here, and I sorry, Jonathan and I, we were talking about this before. Yeah, there you go with your side eye. I think I'm allergic to you, John. I think that Why might be. Why you be allergic to him? Well, because he I didn't spe- cough at all while we were in Vegas. I didn't cough one time on the Vegas trip. I get around you, and I don't know if, it, if it's the soap you use, well, if you use soap, but uh, the, the laundry detergent that long-suffering wife cooks your clothes, uh, cl- uh, uh, washes your washes. clothes in. <laughs> <laughs> Cooks her clothes. Yeah, she's a witch. She gets around a cauldron. <laughs> <laughs> Cooks my clothes. Anyway, and I haven't. I haven't coughed all week, and it is what it is. What are you going to do? Uh, Larry Bird over there, Jonathan Massey. You trail two to one. It's your turn. 67. I'm impressed. Did you know that? I had a vague idea, yeah. Okay. December the 7th, 1956. He is 67 years old. It comes on this. You guys, you ladies are tied two to two. Dead person, but man, I, I I know we're all three big fans in here. He was Judge Smalls in Caddyshack. He was Ted <laughs> Baxter in the Terry uh, Mary Tyler Moore show. It's- oh, barely, barely, barely. <laughs> You want to be my friend, Danny? <laughs> That's a good impression. I've sent you men younger than you to the gas chamber. Didn't want to, but I felt I owed it to them <laughs> what about a fresca how about a fresca <laughs> i love it you've seen caddyshack right yeah those are pretty solid impressions over there okay 
Uh, I don't remember. I never really watched Mary Tyler Moore. Well, he so. was hysterical on there. He played his character was like a real jerk, and he was so good. he. I mean, he was so good at it around the third or fourth season. He wanted to quit the show because he was just seen worldwide as this jerk. And they said, "Man, you got a gold mine here. You're just you're an actor. People don't think you're really that way." Yeah. But uh, Chevy Chase, I can't tell this story. But if get the Caddyshack DVD. Go to the extra features and look up what Chevy Chase did in Ted Knight's trailer and blamed it on Rodney. <laughs> Leave it at that. I, uh, I'm definitely going to have to do that. I like it. Uh, you're a fan, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, Ted Knight, this is for the win. You guys are tied 2-2. Two to two. Uh, How old would he be? Oh, I should tell you, he passed away in 1986. Yeah, he had cancer. I didn't know that. How old would he be? Well, we're waiting. <laughs> Indeed. Um, 93. You say 93. Jonathan Massey for the win. 92. Oh, you went, I cannot believe you went the wrong way. And you've won back-to-back -back days now, John Dawson. Yes. Uh, three to two. He was born December the 7th, 1923. He would be 100 years old today wow. if, to, if he was. She uh, has a certain zest for living. <laughs> uh, what was his? Uh, Lacey Underall. Yeah, she was. Uh, she was also the chick in Tron. Did not know that. Kids, you need to see uh, Caddyshack because uh, Lacey Easy. Underall. Oh, I'm saying she was I'm an attractive. You. I'm stopping. She you. was an attractive young lady. In yeah. That. I wonder what she's up to now. I think she still does little bit parts, makes a lot of money at autograph signings and whatnot. I bet she does. Well, John Dawson, you went back-to-back -back days now. You're now up three days to two. Another three-to-two victory for you. Mm. Local birthdays, a lot of them from Down East Protection Systems. Just one of the great guys. Tom Vermillion. Yes. Day is Tom's birthday. Uh, just think the world of him. Do you know he played wide receiver at the University of North Carolina? I did not. He did. Uh, played uh, football there and was, uh, like I said, a wide receiver. Seraphim Smith, today is his birthday. So happy birthday to Seraphim, who's doing, uh, who does a lot of mur murals. How do you say that? M-U-R-A-L. Mural. Mural. Yeah. Why can't I always want to say mural. You said it right. Mural. Okay. Uh, and is painting one in downtown Kenston right now. So uh, it, it is awesome. Great job by Seraphim there. Uh, it's also Rochelle Middle School Principal Terry Wooten's birthday. Happy birthday to her. Uh, hey, how about our big boss man, Tony Denton? It's not his birthday, mm -hmm. but it's his wife's birthday, Angie Denton, who uh, Linda works with at whatever church that Linda works at. I can never remember the name of the church. Do you all know? Westminster? Uh, but Angie Denton's birthday. It's Sean Edwards' birthday. You and I coached him over at uh, Fairfield. He's Dorian's brother. Okay, yeah. Yep, you and I coached him uh, over at Fairfield. It's also Brian Turlington's birthday. I'm helping them produce a Disney podcast, uh, Visiting Disney Parks. Uh, it's also uh, Christopher Morris's birthday. You remember him from the Free Press? Yeah, I, th I think people used to say he looked like Krusty. He did look like Krusty. So anyway, uh, happy birthday to all of them. If today's your birthday, have a great birthday. We'll see you tomorrow on the birthday game presented by Goeco Office Automation. And when I say uh, Christopher Morris, a very good friend of mine, looks like Krusty, I don't mean that as an insult. I, I love you, uh, Chris Morris. I uh, hope you're having a good birthday and all those local birthdays. How about that, man? What a day for birthdays here on December the 7th in the year of the Lord 2023. Man, what a fun show thank you so much for joining us here as uh again art rember in our first hour uh the star of white christmas uh this friday saturday sunday out at lenore community college you can see him and the rest of the cast out there and then uh my good friend jason bryant man love that guy to death man uh, he keeps me straight 
uh, when I need to be kept straight, and I appreciate it. Uh, tomorrow's show going to be a really fun show. Paul Whittington in our first hour, then TGIF with IP in our second hour, and then Quentin Copels also joining us live on our Spence Automotive guest line. So have a great Thursday. We will see you tomorrow on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.